Hello everyone, welcome to I Have No Idea, the podcast that encourages baby steps through life so you can properly grow and glow. First, I want to say, welcome back. Secondly, (laughs) I want to say, I know it's been a minute, but we're not going to talk about that because that's my business. Third of all, (laughs) thank you, Tabitha Brown. Third, let's all take a deep breath in. In through the nose, pause, and exhale fully. And it's been a minute because life happened, as it always does. Um, I lost my job with LA Fitness. Um, I, I was furloughed, but I feel like it's just simpler to say, hey, I lost my job. I wasn't working, so <laughs> I lost my job. Um, I was on unemployment, and yeah, life, shit, things happened, and it just wasn't, I just wasn't in the space to do the podcast, and I'm glad I'm back. I I really do enjoy um, talking about the things that people don't normally talk about, like boundaries or like the things we're going to talk about in this episode, five ways I self-care. And the reason I chose five ways I self-care is I think we all could use a little bit or a lot of it, especially during these um, uncertain times. <laughs> it's just, I think, I think it's a time where you can really ground yourself and everyone can really use it because with things so up in the air, you need to be anchored to the ground. Write that down. As I was thinking about that and it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, this is gold. (laughs) As things are going around, you need to be anchored. Okay, anyway, let's go. (laughs) I'm sorry. I digress. But before we get into the topic of five ways I self-care... I want to check in with you guys. So before we talk about anything, the first thing I want to ask is, and this is really something to answer yourself, but at this moment, how are you? As you think about that, just take a deep breath in and exhale. I like to think of it like, I'm inhaling the good shit and exhaling the bad shit. And I think we all know what that is for us. You know, good shit, positivity, light, love, bad shit, resentment, hate, anger, jealousy. (laughs) You know, those things. So, and um, that's just my thing. I just, just like to envision inhaling the air, being light, love, positivity, exhaling being this black cloud of just negativity and I also want to take a moment and just to affirm ourselves so I like to say affirmations if if you if you follow me on social media then you know this but today's affirmation will be I am loved and let's take a deep breath in And 
exhale. And as I said, as I have said before, if I can get my words out, I like to say my affirmations in a mirror. Um, usually while I'm moisturizing my face <laughs> with argan oil, self beauty tip, argan oil for the skin works wonders. Anyway, I digress. But um, I like to say affirmations just because they they simply pump me up. It's simply like something nice to tell yourself because I know usually it can get easy believing all these bad, negative, and nasty things that you hear about yourself or that you tell about yourself. So I just want to start off with a couple of deep breaths, what we're going to talk about, and a positive affirmation. But before we get into the episode, I do want to run a commercial by you guys. <laughs> All right, now that we have checked in and we let our little commercial play, we're going to jump right into the five ways I self-care. Again, if these tips, um, if these ways resonate with you, please use them. Or if this starts you on a path to find your own self-care ways or ways to self-care, then hey, we did something good today. So, getting right into it, uh, I'll start off with one of the ways I self-care is definitely journaling. Um, If you know me, things are always on my mind. I'm always thinking. I'm always, my hand is always in probably too many things. So, um, I journal. I get all of this stuff out of my head and I put it on paper and... It's not really like a format that I do. I just literally, whatever comes to my mind, I just write it down. Sometimes a doodle (laughs) might find its way in there. I might draw a little character or just draw some hearts. Basically, it's just me enjoying that moment and getting things out and processing and just emptying some space or making some space in my mind. And also when I'm journaling, I'll jot down some positive affirmations, like the one we just said. It can range from I am loved and loving to I am forgiven and forgiving, or even I'm a bad bitch, or I'm a money magnet, you know, whatever you can say that's gonna have a positive effect on you. That's what I write in my journal. I get some 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 things out that are well, I guess I should say whatever has a positive effect on you, that's the positive affirmations that I write down, <laughs> just to clarify that. But in my journal, it's not just all sunshine and rainbows. Um, if something, I don't like to say dark or negative, but if something is troubling me, that's part of the journaling positive affirmation process too. Don't want that stuck in my head, so I get it out. And sometimes it's not necessarily a pen and paper type of thing. Sometimes I use the um, the note app on my phone and just jot some things down if I don't have a pen and paper handy. I mean, when there's a wheel, there's a way. So I make <laughs> I make a way when I can. Um, the second way I self care is I work out outside. If I I mean, granted, a lot of gyms are closed and some are open. But um, even when they were open and we weren't affected by COVID, 
I would still find myself going to the park and running around, especially if it has like a body of water. Like um, I know in Memphis, I'm usually running or I, I shouldn't say running because these knees are horrible. So I'm usually power walking or lightly jogging by the river or uh, also in Memphis Harbor Town or I'll even go to Shelby Farms and walk around the lake. But essentially working out outside, um, getting the vitamin D from the sun and just getting some fresh air and some sunlight. It really does work wonders. I know a lot of times we can be stuck in the office. Eight hours of your day is literally stuck. I shoot. During this time, shoot, most people are working remote. So you're either stuck in, in the house for 16 hours a day or you're stuck at a job eight hours a day or longer and then you're coming home and shoot, you're stuck in the house. <laughs> so a lot of times we can't find ourselves in these buildings and this air is getting recycled and sometimes they're not changing the filters and they can really have an effect on you breathing in the um, air from the building. So get out, get out your house, get away from your job a little bit, go out there and get some sun, get some vitamin D. It really does help. The third way I self-care is, if you know me, you know I love to laugh. So um, sometimes if life gets a little hard, I will find myself turning on my favorite shows and one of my favorite shows, and that'll be The Office, um, Parks and Recreation, Community. Um, what else do I watch? Um, I love watching fairy tale because Lucy is hilarious. Um, and really anything that makes me laugh. I mean, living single, the Parkers, um, shoot half and half. I'm so happy those are coming back to Netflix because I know Moesha has already come back, but she wasn't my jam. Never really was, but the Parkers, half and half, girlfriends, I'm super excited for that shit to come back. So. That's another way I self-care. I just make myself laugh. I mean, you know what shows you like. You know what'll get you laughing. So, turn it on. Um, let's see. The fourth way. The fourth way I self-care would be... Now, this... This is a toughie. <laughs> I call myself out on negative things that I notice myself doing. For example... Um, when my anxiety is like spiking and it's like just all over the place, I find that I bite my cheek, the inside of my cheek or my tongue, or I bite my fingernails. So when I see myself or, well, when I catch myself doing these things, I make myself stop. I'm like, nope, we're not going to do that. We are... I usually try to put myself in the mind frame of you're doing this because you're anxious or you're worried about this. So what can I do to make myself less anxious about, I don't know, um, shoot bills, like, so I try to like find ways where instead of like biting my cheek or my tongue or, you know, biting my fingernails, I, um, I find more constructive ways to focus that energy. Cause I know that that's all it is. I'm just anxious, I'm nervous, I'm having an anxiety moment. So
so I just need to redirect that energy to a place where I can take the anxiety away and calm myself down. Usually, um, I might do a little breathing exercise that usually calms me down, but this is another way I self-care because I don't want to do those things. It's not very good for me when I bite my cheek or my tongue. That means I can't eat certain foods for a couple of days, so it's just bad all around. And um, another example is I cut myself off. Cut myself off, jeez. <laughs> I cut people off when I'm talking. So I've noticed that people have told me verbally or they have told me with their body language and just, I can read them. <laughs> when you cut somebody off, you, <clears throat> You can pretty much know that they're like, damn, you just cut me out. So I, probably, I, I try to stay on top of those things. Because a lot of times people aren't going to call you out. And you have to be that much more self-aware to catch yourself. You're not going to catch everything. But you should be trying to catch. I feel like you should be trying to catch most things. I feel like since it's yourself, you need to be shit self-aware. <laughs> but... It always helps if you have someone that can kind of thump you on your nose when you're doing something that's not constructive or something that's basically self-sabotaging yourself. So it's nice to have someone there, but we can't always rely on someone to check us when we need to check ourselves. So that's another way I, um, I self-care. It can't always be bubble baths and journaling and laughing. It, it takes real work. So that's another way. Now the fifth and final way that I would share is spending, if I could talk, spending time alone. Now I know a lot of people might be like, oh my God, they're so lonely, or you know, you don't get out as much already. Why do you spend time alone? And I'm like, look, I would tell anyone. I actually tell all my friends this, and my mom and like anybody around me. Put that phone on do not disturb, put it, you know, turn it off. Take some time to yourself. If it's an emergency, yes, people can reach out to you, but in a grand scheme of things, if it's something like fire or the EMTs or police need to be there, there's really nothing you can do but moral support or, you know, just supporting there. Like, but as far as like always feeling like you have to be attached to your phone because you're worried if this is gonna happen or that's gonna happen, or you might miss this, or someone might. Whatever's gonna happen, is gonna happen. And you worrying about what could happen, what may happen, or you know, these people over here might, you know, something might jump off. Even if you're right next to somebody, something could still happen to them. So worrying and stressing yourself out is not doing you or the situation any good. Take some time to yourself. Shit, take some time to yourself, turn your phone off, journal, write some positive affirmations, go work out outside, find something funny to watch, and shit, spend some time alone. <laughs> I, like, I used to be one of those people where I was, um, in a, how do I word this? I was in a sensitive family situation and I would, I would 
always be by my phone. Like, oh my God, what if this pop off? Or what if that pop off? I need to be able to be there. I need to be able to jump. And I had to just realize, even if something did pop off, like I just said, and I was right there, what could I really do? I might be able to break up a fight or this or that, but at the end of the day, if it's gonna happen, it's going to happen. And I had to realize that I can't be going around saying everything happens for a reason, then also be trying to catch everything from happening. It's like, they just, to me, they canceled each other out. So if I have that much faith that everything happens in a re everything happens for a reason, then I also need to have faith that Hey, if it's gonna happen, whether I'm there or not to catch, it's going to fucking happen. Only thing I can do is shoot, be there for support and do what I can. And we shouldn't be feeling guilty for taking time for ourselves to recharge, decompress, and just enjoy our own space. Like we have these houses, these apartments, these townhomes, these, these cars, enjoy that. That's just not a means for shelter. That's just not a means for a, a place to get you from point A to point B. That is a space for you. That is a space for you to enjoy and for you to foster your best self-care. I know we can get in these spaces where we feel like we have to always be of service and be ready and at the ready for our loved ones. And yes, I do believe that. But at the same time, I also believe that if we're constantly just going, 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 and we're not pouring into ourselves, when we do show up, it's going to be with not the best attitude. And I've seen it. I've seen people so, so involved in just being there and helping that they turn into these surly, grumpy people. And it's like, yeah, you helping, but um, did you want? Like, and I had to realize that I had become one of those people. I will always be like, you know, I'll help you no matter what. I'm there. And I had to check myself. When I was showing up for these people, I was grumpy. And I was not in the best of moods for helping them and supporting them. It was like, I'm here. I'm ready to help you, but leave me alone. And it's like, if you're here to help somebody, you need to be with a smile. And I realized it. And I had to take a step back. And I had to be like, you know what? You got some work to do. So take some time for yourself. Take some time to be alone. Enjoy your space. If you're not used to being alone, you always have somebody there. Just for once, just do something you would not normally do because someone's always in your space. Whether they're singing at the top of your lungs or dancing like no one's watching or just shoot, lay that on the couch, spread out, maybe in your underwear, maybe in nothing maybe in a crazy costume just take the time to say you know what i wouldn't be able to do this comfortably or i wouldn't be able to do this period if so-and-so was here so now that they're not here use that time even if it's you know the house is usually full of people maybe your house is always hustling and bustling with kids maybe you got a cousin living with you whatever your situation is maybe your house is always full when you do have those moments where it's like no one in the house, you better run and clean that tub out and take that bubble bath. <laughs> like, take advantage of the opportunities. Take advantage of that moment of peace. 
And if you live in if you live by yourself like me, also take advantage of it. Because for a moment I was coming home and I was literally just using my space as a place for me to just come to and sleep after work. But I really had to get into my place. I really had to get into decorating it and you know, just using the space for more than more than shelter. This is a now it's a a space where I have fun in. Now it's a space I dance in the kitchen and I'm making mimosas with ninety five percent ninety five percent champagne and five <laughs> percent fucking orange juice. So that's what I want to share with you guys. We're amazing people already. Like we have so much to live for. We have so much more that we can do and that we will do. So we have to take care of ourselves and we have to do things that lift us up. We can't just be people who are just there to help and just there to serve, which is amazing things. If you know me, you know my main thing is, or I feel like my purpose is to to help others and to uplift them and to motivate them and just be a light to people. And that's where I feel the most joy. But I also feel like if you're not your best, your light doesn't shine, doesn't shine as bright as it could. And that's why I'm always telling people, self-care and self-love yourself to death. Love yourself so much that it makes people sick. Also love yourself so much that it inspires people to love themselves. Because people have been telling me that lately. They're like, oh, my God, you're so bright and so, you know, loving that, you know, it's inspired me to go to therapy or do this or do that. And that's all I really want to do. That's where I find my passion. And if these five ways that I self-care can help you, again, that's a beautiful thing. Now, I did want to leave off and ask you all well i want to leave you all with this question now before i end the episode i did want to ask you all a question and i got this question from my hero i should probably say shiro amanda seals and i got this question from an interview that she was doing and it really just struck me now the question is Are you your true self or are you the you made by circumstances? And I wanted to ask that and I wanted us to all just sit back and just think. Just think about that. And it it just made me just really sit here and be like, damn, am I the true Stellini? Or am I just this person that's been made by these circumstances and situations and all this stuff I've been in? And it makes you think like, if you are already your true self, I'll say this, congratulations to you and kudos. (laughs) Because in this world, in this society, you can definitely be made up by the circumstances that 
shit, you found yourself in, the situations, the experiences that you lived through. So it's a it's one of those self-reflecting questions. I wish I could have like maybe a live, like go live and like have people like answer, but it just made me think. And when I first heard her Breakfast Club, when I saw her on the Breakfast Club and she, you know, asked that question, I was just like, wow. And then it made me think, um, the person I am right now, I say right now because I'm ever changing and I, I've owned, I own that and <laughs> I just know that I'm a, I'm a person that I have so many interests that they're gonna bleed through me and you're gonna see them on the outside. So the person I am right now, it's the person that I feel like um, I've always wanted to be. When I was younger, I was so angry and I was so just me against the world. <laughs> and I gotta prove that I'm okay and you all are you know, not gonna put me in a box. I was always just rah, 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 like going at people. And it was because I felt like my identity was always questioned. I wasn't black enough. I wasn't masculine enough. I wasn't into sports. I wasn't just a stereotypical, you know, black kid or the stereotypical black teen. Like I was never any of those things. I was always different. I mean, wearing cowboy boots, and shorts and Walmart with a blanket tied around his head. Different. Like, I, I've always marched to the beat of my own drum, and it's always been harder to do that than to conform to society. You know, society said you should be like this, 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 this. You do all that, that, that. You can pretty much skate, you know, without getting too much of a hard time. If you stay within society's guidelines, I mean, you, don't, you really don't have anything to worry about. And I just did not like those guidelines. They never worked for me. I never understood where they came from or how they came to be or who decided this was what it was supposed to be like for black men, for black women, for white. I, I just, I've never been that person to just be put in a box and you know, this is how you're gonna be. I'm not even a stereotypical gay. Like, so, it's interesting thinking about this question because it's, for a while, I was the you made by my circumstances. I was um, raised by a single mom. Um, shit, having to go through poverty. Um, so much. <laughs> Uh, sexual assault, you know, failed friendships, failed relationships, you know, constantly trying to work to pay bills and take care of myself. So it's like now at 30, geez, I don't ever like, <laughs> I don't practice these. So like just talking about it is kind of making me emotional. Well, I mean, I don't like jot all my thoughts down. They, literally just come to me and just sitting here thinking about it it's like wow at 30 I'm just now getting a, a moment to just sit and be like unpack all of this unpack 
what I've been made into or what I was made into. And I even had to think about it when it came to the gay community. And um, I was always so catty and, you know, defensive because the whole culture is catty, messy, shade. Like the whole, even from your friends, even from your friends. <laughs> so it's like, I don't like that stuff. I'm just not that type of person. Uh, me and my friends may rag on each other, you know, but it's always in a loving way. Like, it's never like, I know my friends have, I know my friend has a weight issue and I'm finna be like, you know, girl, you can't fit in it. I'm, it's never like that. It's, it's always, you know, something fun. You know, like, if we was in a scary movie and they screamed out real loud, like, I may rag on you, like, damn, you scared one. But nothing where it can, you know, really affect them. And when I was, like, deep in a gay scene, it was so much negativity, so much hate, animosity, and anger that it turned me into this just dragon of a person. I was literally reading the eyes out of people. I got read a couple of times. So I'm not gonna just be going around like I was just reading everybody and nobody was coming for me. Oh, they came and they snatched. <laughs> snatched me bald, look at my head now. But being in this situation, being in those environments, those events, those just places, and not just the gays, being around anybody who doesn't being around any group of people or any space that doesn't have your best interests at heart really can change you. It's hard to stay yourself or stay firm on who you are when you're in such a bad place. Sometimes you feel like you have to defend yourself or sometimes you feel like you can't even be yourself. So little things may change. And then over time, those little things turn into big things. And sometimes those big things settle in. And next thing you know, the whole city knows you as a bitch. <laughs> real stuff, real stuff. And for a while it was like, I am a bitch, you know, at least nobody will fuck with me, but then nobody was fucking with me. And you get more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. And I, I learned that and it just wasn't who I was. And I think everyone had that idea that I was just this, you know, bad attitude person, always snapping, or, you know, it was easy to get on my bad side, and it's like, is it easy to get on my bad side? Yeah, if you do some, you know, fucked up stuff, or some stuff that I wouldn't do to you, but, I mean, who, I mean, come on now. <laughs> I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. If you do something to me that I wouldn't do to you, what am I supposed to do, sit there and smile? I just don't get it. But um, people will make you feel crazy for that, for standing up for yourself and for setting boundaries and things. So over time, I had become, like I said, this dragon of a person. And what I was about to say was, I think one of the only people who really saw through me early on, early on, was my grandma. And I know I've said this before, but my grandma told me that my biggest problem in this world is going to be my big heart. It's going to be my biggest blessing and my biggest curse because I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give too many chances. And I'm, I understand. 
even when people hurt me, hurt me, and like really just like take me down through there, do some messed up stuff, I can get how you got there. If you just take me on that trip with you, we can sit down and have a conversation. I can understand it. I mean, I'm a former psych major, so I get how people can get to places. Like, I'm not degreed in the field at all, but it's definitely one of my interests that I keep my, you know, I guess I still do my research or try to stay up on it. And it's one of my passions, so, you know, mental health and all that, so. I think my grandma was one of the only people who saw my true self. And that person is gentle. That person is warm. That person is kind. And that's who I am. And it took a while for me to unpack all the opinions and all the labels and all the things put on me. Sometimes you can start believing that stuff. And people constantly saying the same thing. Sometimes you really can't start being like, well, damn, like I said, for a while I was going around like, yeah, I am a bitch. And it was like, I guess you try to, I guess it's like with the word nigga. It's like you try to, I guess I was trying to take it and make it mine. But that's not how I want to be known. That's not me. I was just in the wrong environment. And I wasn't. I feel like I was in the wrong environment, the wrong, I feel like I was in a, I feel like I was a plant <laughs> that was just in the wrong climate for me to properly grow and blossom the, the way I really could. And now that I have, you know, now that I'm in this new space, I can see that true self. I, I can definitely, I can feel him and it feels amazing. So think about that. Think about, are you your true self? Are you the person you know you are? You know who you are. Or are you this person that's been made by circumstances and situations and horrible people and opinions and just things that aren't you? I think, no, I know. This is what I'm doing. I'm fostering their true self with self-love and self-care. So that can be the person that's always seen. That can be the person that resonates with me and resonates with you guys. Who I am on social media is exactly who I am in person. They match. And it's not just me saying that. I've heard it from other people, so it feels good to say But doing this work, the self-love, self-care, growth work, it's not easy. But I'm happier now than I've ever been. Because I'm fully being myself. I'm fully walking my path. And it feels amazing. It really does. There really is vulnerability. See, I had to slow that down so I wouldn't fuck up the word. <laughs> there really is vulnerability in All right, folks, let's just do a quick recap of the five ways. Number one, journaling and positive affirmations. Get those thoughts out of your head and onto some paper 
or onto a note-taking app. Number two, working out outside. They can be anything from taking a walk around the park or it could be a little bit more intense and you want to actively do some working out push-ups, sit-ups, whatever you got to do. Me, myself, just a little tip. When I do work out at a park that has like benches around like a trail or something, at every bench I do a couple of push-ups, a couple of squats, and what else do I do? Oh, some dips. It's like a full body little thing. So if you want to take that and work out outside, by all means. That's five to ten dips, five to ten squats, five to ten push-ups. Total body. Moving right along. Okay, number three. I laugh, movies, TV, podcasts, maybe even a funny, you know, video game. Whatever the case may be, just make yourself laugh. There are also funny books, so you might want to check out some books, too. Number four, I call myself out on negative things. You know what's affecting you negatively, and you know what's affecting you um, as far as your growth and things. So whatever is self-sabotaging you, call yourself out on it. Um, number five, spend some time alone no phone, no people. Put that phone on do not disturb or turn it off. And even if it's not all day, at least give yourself a couple of hours. Maybe maybe start off at an hour. But give yourself some time where you're not checking on anybody. You're not checking your phone. You're just, hey, from the time I get home at 5.30, to 6.30, I'm going to turn this phone on Do Not Disturb, and I'm going to, I don't know, drink some tea, watch two of my favorite episodes, and then I'll see what's going on when I'm done decompressing. Baby steps. You know, it's possible. You got to work at it. Don't try to bite off more than you can chew. Just do what you can do and build upon that. So journaling, positive affirmations, working out outside, laughing, call yourself out on shit, check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? And spend time alone so you can recharge. Again, there are other things that I do, such as painting or, you know, yoga. Um, what else do I do? Wine. <laughs> um, and I also go where the love is. And I listen to my intuition. So... Take those, if you can use those, I'm, it makes me so happy that I can help in any way. Or if this takes you on a journey to find your own five or however many more self-care things you do, then hey, by all means, we've made some progress and that's all I want. As always, thank you for listening to I Have No Idea and stay light and stay full of love.